0: Amen. The Gospel according to John, chapter 6, starting at verse 12, you will find these words. So when they had filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, so that nothing is lost. Therefore they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten Then those men when they had seen the sign that Jesus did said This is truly the prophet who is come into The world. Thank you for standing for the reading of God's Word. And I want to speak with you from a few moments from the thought it's more than enough. It's more than enough. This sermon on today, or lesson, is our third in a series of lessons on Jesus' story regarding the feeding of the 5,000. We've seen many truths that have manifested themselves as we have looked at this passage of Scripture and expositionally followed it. And now we come to the culmination of this story. And some things to point out about the kingdom of God that will be very clear as we begin to look at this text. And that is, the kingdom of God is 180 degrees opposite of the kingdom of this world. In other words, the kingdom of God operates completely opposite of the way this world works. But in our current culture, there is pressure in our culture for the church to operate like the world. Some things more apparent than others. But as Genesis chapter 3 let us see, and as we began to look at that old serpent of old, we found that he is more cunning than any other beast of the field. He knows how to do things overtly and covertly. He knows how to do things in the open, and he knows how to do things in secret. And so when we look at our current culture and we look at the way things operate, some things we can see clearly of saying we should keep that out of the church. We should keep out some types of music and some types of dress out of the church and some attitudes and some thought processes, some ideologies. But there are things that have crept in the church that have crept in unaware. There's some attitudes about the way the church should operate that have now taken pattern in the world. And so this morning I'm I'm praying that the Lord will open our eyes to some truths from the word of God that will give us recognition and a sober mind and be on alert that the world is trying to conform us to them, but we should be conforming them to us. Yeah. Verse 12, God will provide through those who are obedient and not doubtful. To those who are obedient and not doubtful. In verse 12 it says, so when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so nothing is lost. to say about what's not in this verse than what's in the verse. Nowhere in this verse did I or did you see where the disciples began to complain about how it was only 12 of us and there's 5,000 of them and we're tired and we're, 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 we're we we can not go around and pick up all these friends. Why don't we just leave it where it is? not trying to come up with their own comforts and their own excuses for not doing what the master said to do. I don't see in this text where they did that, but so easily we do it today. We come up with all kinds of reasons why we don't want to do what the master wants us to do. And we frame it in a frame in which we say we can't do it, or because of this, or because of that. I, I don't see here where the disciples complained and said, we, you're tired and we, we can't do it because there are so many. Lord, there's not just 5,000 men, but there's also women and children, and there's only 12 of us. I don't see that in the text, which by implication allows me to see that the disciples knew that they had all they needed in Jesus. They knew if the master said do it, they could be done. That if the master said do it, he was going to give them everything they needed to get it done. And for us saints today, There are feedings of 5,000 that we are faced with every day. There are feedings of 5,000 when we're dealing with going out into the world and ministering to others, battered women and homeless and orphans and those in nursing homes and all of these different tasks that's in front of us. They're so large, and we could say that, well, it's hard. I, I can't do it because i got to work a full-time job. We can come up with all kinds of excuses. i got to raise my children, too. I've got I to do this or do that. 24. But everybody has 24 hours in a day. Yeah. And I bet you if you look closely, Jesus has given you some time. Yeah. Some time over and above the time that you need to rest and you need to work. To be able to move forward and do the things that God is commanding us to do. Be like these disciples. Don't spend the time complaining about it or coming up with excuses why you can't do it. But know that you can because the one whom you serve has all power in his hands. He knows all things and he's everywhere all the time. Surely he knows how much time you got and what's on your schedule. And let the Lord show you what things you need to remove and so that you can do the feeding of your 5,000. Amen? So looking at this text, verse 13, God provides for those who distribute his provisions. In the context of the kingdom of God, it is when you're doing the work of God when you're going to see the most miraculous things happen. I don't know about you, but when I look at the things that have happened in Scripture, there was a point in time, Sister V, that I looked at that and said, but that's them. They're so much different than I. They're so much more holy than I. They're so much stronger than I. But the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me that they're just men and women just like me. They just lived at a different time and you live in this time, but the good thing is I've lived across all time, the Lord says. So therefore, the same frailties That you and I have. The same hang-ups. The same weaknesses. The same excuses that they could have. We got. But once again, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Not only can you do today in him, but you can do confidently in tomorrow. So, we ought to leave that excuse out. But the idea here is the work was being done when the miracles happened. If you really want to see Jesus, it's as Deacon Spears was saying this morning, outside. Outside. So you get to see Jesus with the orphans and the widows and the, those who have been neglected and disenfranchised. Those who don't know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's when you can see Jesus because he was crucified outside. So right here in this context, we see, where were they? They were outside. They were outside on the grass, as the story said, where 5,000 men, women, boys, and girls were sit down on the grass. If you want to see the miracles of God, you've got to do the work outside. But here in this text, we see that God provides for those who distribute his provision. All things come from the Lord. And there's nothing on the other side of all. So everything you have, everything you will have, and everything you've had comes from the Lord. The Lord has not given you all of what He's given you to sit on it and make excuses. But He's given it to us to distribute it into the world. The Bible lets us know that we have the keys to the kingdom. And if we've got the keys, then we need to be able to go out and let those who want to be in, in. But we are the ones who carry the gospel message. Yeah. We are the ones who have the key. We know what it takes in order for those to, outside to become those who are in the family of Christ to come out of the darkness into the marvelous light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you spirits hit on that this morning as well? We are the ones. We are the carriers of that message. We are the ones who know if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Yeah. And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. We are the ones who know that they that call upon the Lord shall be saved. We are the ones who know that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that the whosoever will come should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. We are the ones that got that message. We're the ones who understand that one Friday Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the world. He was buried, and on the third day morning he rose with all power in his hand. It is us. It is us who have been brought out of the blinding darkness of the world and into the sightful and insightful light of the marvelous light of Jesus Christ. It is us. But if we don't go to where they are most likely they'll never come to where we are. Now there will be one every now and then. But if we want to see the 5,000, we're going to have to go outside. So in our text, we see that God, we don't know how. It doesn't show any calculations. It doesn't show in what portions he broke it and gave it to his disciples, but all we know is the what. That's another instructive lesson for us today. we got to stop trying to figure everything out. In a day of enlightenment, in a day of high technology, in a day of higher education where you can learn all sorts of things, no matter how much knowledge you get to doctoral and postdoctoral, you will never figure God out. That's it. Right. He is everlasting to everlasting. His knowledge is everlasting. His knowledge is infinite. Now, all of the libraries of the world could not contain everything about God because God is the creator of all things. Yeah. So, therefore, if that's the case, and none of us have infinite doctrines nor infinite knowledge, then what should we do? We should stop trying to figure it out and let God work it out. So by the time I get through talking about calculus and trigonometry and discrete mathematics and talking about higher order criticism, after I get through with all that, I still got to let God work it out. Sounds lofty, $5 words and all of that. But you know what? When my money is funny and I can't pay my bills, all that don't do me a bit of good unless God provides the provision. And so knowing this, knowing he's an eternal God, he's got everything in his hand. Let him... Figure it out. Let him work it out and stop trying to figure it out. And see what happens because we like to see our way through stuff instead of really living by faith. It causes us to be stumbling blocks to our own ministries. It causes us to slow down and not be able to function properly as those who have been given all of God's body in him. Because. What did he say in the Word? He said that the fullness of the Godhead dwelt bodily in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And now that we are saved, Jesus abides in us. Yeah. We've got to learn how to let go and to let God biblical. We've got to learn how God will provide everything we need even though we can't see it. That's it. They started out with what? Two little fish and five loaves of bread. 5,000 hungry souls they fed, not counting wives and their children. Think about that for a minute. We hear this story so much and we hear the songs behind it that I think we get a little complacent in our thinking about this story. Can you imagine 5,000 multiplied? If every family just had one child and a wife, that's three times 5,000. 15,000 easily could have been out there. Imagine how big that yard had to be. He said it was much grand. But look at the task in front of the disciples. It's only 12 of them. And they're going to have to dispense that much, just the 12? And they didn't have no modern technologies to work with. But I don't see no complaints. I just see them doing it. Because they let God work it out. They let Jesus work it out. And as Jesus was breaking the bread, breaking the fish, feeding them, over and over, right through them, he did miraculous things. So today I'm saying to you, when you look in your bank account and you see the little money that you have, when you're doing something for the master, don't you worry about that little. Because Jesus can make it a lot. And just like the widow at Zarephath, When she said we're going to take two little sticks and rub them together and we're going to take this flour and this oil and we're going to eat and me and my son is going to die. That they was going to take some of that whole cake bread and they was going to eat that whole cake bread and die. But Lord sent by a prophet to say feed me first. And when she began to feed him, she was pouring oil. Dip it in flour and the oil never dried up nor the flour ended up because that is the God that we serve and it's not just for Elijah because the Bible in James says he had passions just like other men, but he prayed we got to get back to praying y'all because we have access to the throne of grace that has our help In time of need. So as we go forth in these ministries that we're going to embark on, we're going to have an opportunity to look at the money that we have in hand. And we're going to have to make a decision whether we're going to live by faith or live by sight. Or we're going to be able to look and say, you know, we really don't have enough according to these figures. But we're going to trust the God who is the God of all silver and gold to replenish everything we have because we're leaning and depending on the same word of God that we say is true. Our time is coming, New Zion. Our time is coming to when we're going to push forward and in order to do the work of the master, we're going to have to do it by faith. So we need to start praying now and to start getting close to the Lord and believing that He's going to supply all of our needs according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Praise His name. God displays His miracles so that the world may see and believe in Him. Verse 14. Then those men when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, this is truly the prophet who is to come into the world. Remember on on last Sunday, as we tried to paint a picture of this 5,000 plus, 5,000 times X, we saw them as a ragtag bunch. Not a bunch of religious leaders from Jerusalem. Not some priests and princesses. But just a ragtag of folk, common folk. that just doing common tasks. But they're watching a holy God. They're watching the signs of Jesus Christ. And at least they're recognizing that. And so they are following him. And so they are watching the things that he is doing. And he's not just doing them to impress them. He's not just doing it to show them, look what I can do. But he has a more noble purpose. And you should have a more noble purpose too. Those of you who are very gifted in doing what you do, Whatever you do in the marketplace, whatever you do in the church, don't do it so, you can, so other people can see you and you can say, look at what I can do. It's not about us. It's all about Him. And by the time we turn and look at Him, we see His face. And when we see His face, His face is looking at them. Do y'all see me? It's not all about us, right? But it's all about him. And so when we focus on him and see his face, his face is looking, well, at them. So if his face is looking at them, so should ours. So after we get through transference and making things to where it's supposed to be, it is easy for us to then see the mission that we're on. The mission is not about backbiting. It's not about lying. It's not about cheating. It's not about getting ahead. It's not about positioning yourself to be in front of somebody else. But it's about the work of the Lord. It's about pleasing God and making disciples. And we see in this text, as I come to a close, that if these men, women, boys, and girls did not know it yet, after they saw the miraculous work that the Master did through his disciples, they said, Surely this must be the prophet sent from God. That very statement is a reference back to something that is written in Deuteronomy around chapter 18 where Moses, being a type of God, was a prophet from God. In the eighth chapter of Deuteronomy, manna was rained down from heaven. And God said, I humbled you, and I made you thirst, and I made you hunger, so that you may know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Now, here, the one who said it is now doing it in the midst of the people, and that their eyes were open so they could see that truly he is the prophet. Not a prophet, but the prophet sent from God who has come into the world. And that's what he wants to do through each one of you. That's what he wants to do through me. Today, Jesus Christ has gone back to the Father. He sits at the right hand of him. But we are now the body that used to walk on this earth. Because now he lives in us. Jesus said it's more expedient that I go to the Father. That when I go to the Father I will send the Comforter. Jesus in his bodily form could not be everywhere all the time. He was constrained by that body that he had to walk hither and thither He had to go here and there. But now, since he's gone back to the Father and put his Holy Spirit in us, wherever his saints is, he is. So now you can see where he says, greater works than these you shall do. It's so many more of us than it was for him. But the problem is, are we going to believe in him? Are we going to let him let his light so shine through us? are we going to be out there in the marketplace of souls so that his miracles can be manifest? So as I come to a close, I'm just encouraging the saints of God today in this house to get ready to do the work of the master, to make disciples, because the time is coming to an end. It is closer now than when we first believed. These are the last days, so we need to be busy about the Father's business. And if there is someone in this house who does not know about the Jesus that I'm talking about right now, if there's somebody in this house who does not know Him in the pardoning of their sins, you can get to know Him today. You can get to know Him in the pardoning of your sins. Because one Friday evening, He died for your sins. The doors of the church are open. One Friday, yeah. he hung on a cross yeah. from the third to the ninth hour. Oh, yeah. And the Bible says yeah. that from the sixth to the ninth hour, yeah. darkness was all over the land. The sins of you and the sins of me, yeah. the sins of past, present, and future
1: yeah.
0: was on his nothing. Because Jesus paid it off. On that cross he gave his life so that you might live. You can live today eternally knowing that your place will be in heaven forevermore. But you got to accept the free gift that comes from God. The free gift in his son Jesus Christ dying for you. You need a savior. Because we can't save our sins. Yeah. But the story goes on to let us know that they took him off of that cross yeah. and they put him in a bar or two. Yeah. They right. buried him and our sins were cast yeah. as far as the east is from the west. Yeah. So that they be cast into the sea of forgetfulness yeah. to be brought up no more. Yeah. If you don't know this Jesus that I'm talking about and you don't know this salvation, yeah. you need to know it today. Yeah. yeah. And on the third day morning, he got up with all power in his hand. Forty days later, he sat down on the cloud and went back to glory. And he sat at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and for me. Why don't you come today? If you don't know him, you can know him right now. He's already paid the price. He's already paid it for you. Come and receive it freely because he gives it freely oh, yeah. there is Pray and petition you to really let these words of this series of messages get down in your heart. Let it take root and really trust and believe it, because God wants to do some great things. He wants to do some miraculous things, as the Sunday school lesson said. They'll be heard all over the land. And so we, if you in number. Just like the disciples were. But few in number can do great, great, great things. Amen. And once again, I'm so happy to see my nephew in the gospel. Amen. Reverend Henderson from Mount Vernon. here with me. Powerful man of God. Amen. Amen. And to my sister V and to my brother in and And then also to my daughter and my niece and the little fellas here, my little boys here. Amen. 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 God bless y'all and God keep you. If all hearts and minds are clear, let us stand to receive our benediction. Amen. 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 Bless your name for another day, O God. Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit, Master. Lord, and we ask that it rest, rules, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. And Lord, thank you for every saint of God under the sound of my voice, O God. Continue to encourage and equip us, O God. Continue to teach us your word, Master. Lord, we want to be better Christians than when we first came in, Master. And as we go from this place to our prospective homes, O oh God, Lord, I ask that you wrap your loving arms of protection around us and keep us from all hurt, harm, and danger. These things we ask in the blessed name of Jesus and the whole church saying, Amen. I keep you. It's my prayer. Amen.